Welcome back, everybody. We are here with another edition of the 4th and 3 podcast. Yeah. This is the It's Hot But I Refuse to Turn On My AC podcast. Save money. A.K.A. known as the Pat McAfee episode. Going AKA green. We've got cutoffs on today. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, join with me as always is my co-host. I have Andrelfio. Week three, ready, let's go. And I just want to apologize before we hop into this pod. We recorded last week's pod, but unfortunately, uh, we recorded it Wednesday night, and then on Thursday when I woke up, my screen or my laptop had the blue screen of death. So. Uh, bright side is we got a brand new spanking fast, awesome futuristic laptop to uh, record this following podcast. So yeah. hopefully these will come out a little I'm bit excited. faster. Maybe Premiere Pro will run a little bit smoother. That's what we're talking about. Uh, so that being said, let's hop in today's podcast. Uh, we're going to start with some news, just like we always do. AJ's got that on, got that covered. On we're going to introduce a new segment that AJ had uh, on his way over. Yeah. So it's going to be super new. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to talk about our top fantasy football players for the following Sunday. So this Sunday. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to give you our fantasy football lock of the week, which has to be a player outside of the top 10 in their position. So there's going to be a lot of stuff to get to. AJ, let's hop to it. There's been a lot of news today. A lot um, of news. A lot breaking of news as of like 15 minutes ago, yeah, too. Yeah, let's, let's start out with that. I think that's going to be the biggest piece of news what everyone wants to hear. The Minnesota Vikings just traded for Cam Akers. I could go off on this, but Nick, you are the in-house Vikings fan. Please take it away on your thoughts. Yeah, so... Um, we don't have all the details of the trade yet. However, it's been leaked that, according to Schefter at least, that they will be swapping 2026 picks. What that really entails, we don't really know. It could be they're swapping sevenths. They could be swapping fourths, thirds. Could be a condition. We don't know yet. Uh, but at this point, I think what this really is is just an insurance policy with Kareem Hunt being taken off the board. Uh, I don't necessarily think Madison is all of a sudden not going to be the starter. I just think that he's on a short leash now. Uh, and I don't necessarily think it's his talent. Um, we've seen it in previous games before. Where he's gone over 100 yards plenty of times. Um, it's just that the line is not blocking for him. I think he averages .92 yards per carry before getting touched. Bad. So you don't even go a full yard before a D lineman's there. And uh, a lot of that has to do with losing uh, Garrett Bradbury, which doesn't help too much. But like his, uh, the one thing Garrett was good at was the run game. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Ed Ingram is still bad. He's just, he can't figure it out. Uh, and then uh, we lost Derisaw, who was supposed to play last week, but he obviously didn't play. So maybe we'll see him. No, it was weird. He was active. He was just like put him third, maybe like an emergency play yeah, or something, you know. Um, so hopefully he's playing on Sunday. He did practice today, so that's awesome. But as far as Cam Akers goes, you know, I'm not upset about the trade. I don't think it's a big deal whatsoever. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it brings a little bit more experience to the backfield because we're basically running with Alex Madison, Ty Chandler, and then a rookie in uh, Dwayne McBride. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm projecting that... Alex Madison will probably have a nice game, nice bounce back game on yeah. Sunday, which will then put all of this trade thing in the headlines like, oh, they didn't need to do that or something like that. But at the end of the day, I'm not mad about it. If we somehow give up something more than like a fifth round pick, if it's a fourth or higher, I'm not going to be happy about it. But fifth or lower, I think it's a fair trade. Yeah. Absolutely. It's in 2026. You kick the, the tires down the road. Hopefully it pans out again. It's nicer to have two good backs than just one good back. So I think it's going to be a good trade. Ultimately, the line's got to be better. Um, but it's, it's nice to have two. Again, it's a longer season. You got to have guys who can stay healthy, um, which actually leads me into my second point, unless you want to keep going. Uh, is your second point Risner? 
No. Uh, let's do that because I feel like that, that kind of goes hands in hand. Uh, so not only did we trade for the Cam Akers, I believe two days ago we signed uh, Dalton Risner, or was it just yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday we signed Dalton Risner. He was the top free agent guard uh, left in uh, left on the board and – you know, people have all different sorts of opinions about him. Uh, I, d- I guess, like, I've seen some videos where he's not exactly the nicest person, which I don't like that. I like team players. Uh, but also, at the end of the day, we're trying to win, and Ed Ingram's not getting it done. He can't block, and he keeps messing up Kirk, essentially. I mean, he he tripped Kirk twice last year, causing Damn. sacks. He stepped on his feet. And then watching that Eagles game, we had that awesome turnover or whatever. And then as soon as he took the snap, he hits the ball out of Kirk's hand, and the Eagles get the ball back. It's yeah. like you can't be making mistakes like that. You just can't be making mistakes like that. So uh, very excited to see where Risner ends up. Uh, I don't know if he's going to, you know, because his, his true position is left guard. Sure. And Ed Ingram plays right guard. So I don't know if they're going to move him to right guard or move Ezra Cleveland to right. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out on Sunday. Cool. I'll say, well, it's going to be a mystery to all of us. You do play um, a somewhat sputtering team within the Chargers. So uh, ultimately, these two teams play each other in a sense of who wants to lose more. That's kind of how I see this game. But either way, they're both great teams. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Let's talk about Thursday night pretty quickly. So the Giants did rule out both Saquon Barkley and Andrew Thomas uh, for the Thursday night game, as well as Brandon Ayuk is questionable on the 49ers side. At the end of the day, the biggest issue with that is they're kind of – if they're not going to play in this game, the 49ers are going to throttle them. So I can also see why they would also sit some players. I don't think that's probably the case, um, but I think this is going to be probably worse than Dallas, if not about the same 40 to nothing, maybe 40 to 7. So I don't think Matt Burita is going to be a good start in any scenario unless you're playing him out of, like, you had Saquon and this is an emergency situation. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, I, at this point, I would only play Burita if you had Saquon and had to replace that. Yeah, if you had Saquon and Nick Chubb, like, and you're – bottom of the barrel yeah so obviously a huge situation which leads us into also nick chubb nick chubb um is out for the rest of the season had a brutal injury to that left knee shout out to abc who did not show it even though it's all over my twitter um but he's like most likely out for the season there is some concern this could be potentially career ending very vicious hit to that knee the same knee that he injured in college and another grotesque way um so everything best of luck to nick chubb uh one thing that i do want to mention as far as signing kareem hunt just this morning, he's back in the club. That man is back. And what's exciting about it is really nothing to me. Um, they absolutely came out and said he lost a step, maybe more than a step. Uh, so for him to come back, resign, good luck to them. Uh, Jerome Ford is going to is gonna own this backfield. Like, that's the way it's going to be, but probably not for the next three weeks. Um, this week, they're playing the Tennessee Titans, who are very, very stout on defense. Then they play Baltimore. Then they play the Niners. So if you're going to pick up Jerome Ford, do not expect to play him. But Nick Chubb will be out for the foreseeable future. Uh, the Bears defensive coordinator, very weird situation that came out of just today. Um, the FBI raided his house. Before that, he did resign from the Bears. Um, so there was some thought that he was doing it for his health and his friends and family. There's some weird behind-the-scenes situation stuff going on. Uh, but he's gone. The Bears aren't going to get any worse. So what do you think is ha- – what do you th- – truly? I mean, this is a serious, serious thing. This does not happen – I don't know if this has ever happened in the NFL. This is a serious – something's going on. What If you had to guess, what type of scandal would it be? For a defensive coordinator, too. It's got to be something – got to be something diabolical. 
I would just say like tax evasion or something though. I feel like he was probably just scheming. I mean, I've seen the way his defense looks. He's not that sneaky. So <laughs> he pr- that's probably why he's gotten into all this trouble. And it was an ex-Bears player who I just found out, Charles Peanut Tillman, is an FBI agent. Yes, he is. And he's the one who caught him. It was it really him? Yeah. I well, texted that to my brother being like, what if after you after you asked me about whether he was the FBI agent earlier today, I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if he was the agent there. And I, I texted my he brother. He was there. He was? That's Yeah, awesome. so there's like a little piece. So bears, bears against bears. We're talking about cannibalism. But for a good reason, one went the good way, one went the bad. We saw how that turned out. Um, but very interesting situation. Definitely not a good scenario for the bears who are already floundering. Um, this is horrific for them. Great for everyone else in the NFC North and Justin Fields haters because he's terrible too. All right, getting off that, Bryce Young, his ankle is injured. Um, He did set out a practice today. His playing chance is yet to be determined. So if you're relying on him, which you shouldn't be, watch out for that. Justin Fields, again, we're going to go back to him. He was stating that he feels robotic because of the coaching. Um, That was yesterday, of course. Today he came out and said, you know what? No, blame me. So he had some PR, probably his agent was like, yeah, you got to recant that. Either way, the Bears are dysfunctional. So for that to come out and then the FBI thing, crazy. Uh, Anthony Richardson, still in the concussion protocol. Started out fantastic last week, did suffer a concussion, uh, rushing in that second touchdown. But he did look good, Nick. He did. He did look good. So Anthony Richardson, good He looked you. good ru- ru- rushing the ball. He looked like a good fantasy player. Hey, that deep one to Michael Pittman. Yeah, that's that was true. cool. Yep, that's good true. to watch. But guess what? Gardner Minshew is still going to be a monster, so he can step in. Still will lead him. He will do fine. Uh, Austin Eckler did not practice today. Didn't play last week. They already came out and said his timetable. There isn't one, so be careful with that. Josh Kelly does have a great matchup this week. Uh, Justice Hill suffered a toe injury. Not expected to play this week. Uh, Marcus May for the Saints. Saints safety is expected to miss at least three games, potentially six for performing enhancing drugs. Don't do it. Um, Isaiah Pacheco did not practice today. Kadarius Tony did not practice today. Pacheco had a hamstring injury. Kadarius Tony is just Kadarius Tony. That's who he is. Um, both will probably play. Um, and then in last news, still conjecture, but Jason Kelsey did seem to confirm that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating. This is absolutely a diabolical plan from Taylor Swift, who is an absolute Eagles fan. She's going to break up with him right before the Super Bowl. Whoop, distract him. It's going to be great absolutely queen move and i'm all here for it that's my news all right well that's some good news um anyhow let's let i there there will be you know some hit single coming out sometime in the next two years definitely you call it the wrong kelsey the wrong that would be funny yeah jason kelsey's a man amongst men so uh okay so let's move on so we've got um New AJ, segment? your new segment, uh, yeah. you called it Are You Okay? Are You Okay? Uh, we're basically uh, the three of us, well, two of us today, but three of us going forward, will be able to take one minute to essentially complain about anything that we think is going on, whether it be with our fantasy team or our real-life teams or anything related to the NFL's 2023-2024 season. Uh, so, AJ, do you already have something you want to complain about? I do. And that's essentially why I came up with this, because I think everybody needs an opportunity to just vent about their football team, their fantasy football team, or one person in particular. Um, as much as I would love to say I have a bone to pick with Jameer Gibbs, that's not the truth. I have a bone to pick with Dan Campbell. So, looking at last season, Nick, you talked to me about this. Jameer Gibbs is basically De- uh, DeAndre Swift. They're not going to use him, and I didn't believe you. I saw all the videos from draft day. They traded up to grab him. They were super excited. He was going to be the guy. 
It's not the ha- like it just didn't happen. Even looking at this week, Dan Campbell came out and said, "You know what? We're gonna get him more touches." Yes, I think he caught seven passes for like thirty yards, but he's not running the ball. And then David Montgomery gets hurt. And you're like, this is the time. I texted everybody. I was like, Jameer Gibbs season. No, it was Craig Reynolds season. Dan Campbell, get it together. Use Jameer Gibbs. You said you'd pick him over Bijan. Use the man. You've seen what he's doing. Just figure it out. It's so frustrating. It's week three. Use him. Are you, are you okay? No. I am not okay with this one. Figure it out. I'm sitting him this week. Um, we'll see if I'm okay next week. Well, right on. Well, good. Well, I'm uh, I'm, I'm excited to check in to see if uh, anything changes next week. It felt good. You know. Felt good to get that off my chest. My complaint is just with other social media Vikings fans and with how much they don't actually watch football and lack intelligence. It's super frustrating. Um Honestly, the Vikings team overall, I think, has played relatively pretty good. Uh, I think what kills us was the turnovers. And at the end of the day, that's really what it is. 0-2, dig yourself a hole, really have to dig out of it. Uh, the Bengals started 0-2 last year, finished 12-4. and Are the Vikings going to do that? I don't think so. But uh, I, it's not like all of a sudden we're just like the worst team in the world, and I'm sick of hearing that we need to blow up the team. I'm sick of hearing trade Kirk. That's for what's peanuts. going on right now. I'm sick of hearing. Yes, I'm sick of hearing that it's the defense's fault. I'm sick of hearing that um, it's the offense's fault. I'm sick. Of, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm just. I'm tired of it. It's week two. I waited 180 days for this next six months, and I, I'm sick of it. Go st- be a fan of a different team if you're gonna complain. That's. I'm not even joking, dude. Like, 50% of Vikings fans are so negative. I don't even believe that they're true fans. They're just bandwagoners or and or, like, other divisional rival fans using troll accounts or whatever. But it's just, it's just so... It drives me nuts to the point where I have to, like, get off social media because I all of a sudden I'll find myself, like, typing out a paragraph. And, I, and I'm like, hold the phone. Don't send that. This is, they don't even, they're not worth the time because the other thing is the people that have that type of mentality, you're not going to, you're not going to change their mind. Even if you have the most logical sound argument in the history of the world, they would say some, something dumb like, well, look at how the Chiefs are doing it with Mahomes. And it's like, yeah, dude. I would totally just take a Mahomes off the tree if I could. But you know what? That doesn't happen. We've never seen a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Ever. He is... I mean, like, outside of Tom Brady, I think he's the best quarterback we've ever seen right now. And I think by the time Patrick ends his career, he's going to solidify that position. And I'm just sick of it. And am am I okay? Sure. But, like, I'm I'm sick of the negligence. So we're, we're not that okay. But that's my new stuff. Like I said, I thought of it on the way here. I can't vent about this stuff to other people because nobody else cares. So I guess I figured out for you guys and for Nick specifically today, Dan Campbell and Vikings fans online, figure it out. All right, let's jump into the next topic where we are going to talk about our top fantasy football players for the following Sunday. So just to recap, we cannot pick anyone out of the Thursday or the Monday games. Specifically, uh, they have to play on Sunday, and there's no other stipulation other than that. So if I want to say that... uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to have the biggest game on Sunday because he, because I believe he will. That's fine. It's not like I have to pick an obscure player. Um, 
That being said, uh, AJ went a little bit more on the flexy side, so yeah. he's going to have some more deep cuts for you. Deep, deep. I'm just going to tell you straight up who are going to be the top scoring players. Cool. Uh, so my number one is going to be Josh Jacobs. Now, I know what you're thinking. Nick, he said two bad weeks in a row, and yes, what can I, 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 I have no excuses for that. There's nothing you can really do, but let me remind you that he was the leading rusher last year, and if he doesn't do well this game, then I think it's seriously time to panic, but he is currently facing the 32nd-ranked run defense. Mm. So if he does not feast on this game, then you have a realistic, a real... You have a real problem on your hands, something you should actually be stressing about at night. Uh, so I got Josh Jacobs as my number one. Following him, I've actually got Kenneth Walker, a uh, rookie from last year, who did go down with injury. I can't remember if his was ACL or what, but it was I think he broke his ankle. Ending. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was a broken yeah, it was a broken bone. Um that being said, uh, I'm a little hesitant when it comes to those players coming off. I was hesitant on Brees. I was hesitant on Kenneth Walker. Uh, but I did watch the Seattle game last Sunday. I think it was Sunday. Yep. Um, he game. looked pretty good. He was pretty quick. He was a lot more shifty than yeah. I thought he was going to be. Um, and he's going to be facing the 28th ranked defense. So he should put up some solid numbers minimum. I'm assuming about 70 to 80 yards and a touchdown. Um Potentially two. I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good day for Walker fans. Uh, my third top player is going to be, and most people are gonna maybe consider this a cop out, but I'm going with Justin Jefferson for a couple reasons. Number one, the Vikings really need to get a win here. Number two, he's the best wide receiver in football, and I know he hasn't been putting up the points that you guys want, but he is getting the uh, yards. And then most importantly. I am all about matchups. If you have not been paying attention to me the last few years, uh, Justin Jefferson is facing the 32nd ranked uh, pass defense. So he is going to absolutely feast. I honestly think Jefferson is going to have 150 plus yards and two touchdowns specifically because he hasn't scored yet. Yeah. I mean, they're going to feed him, dude. Like no doubt. And the Chargers are Especially in a game where it's, I don't want to say it's a must win at this point, but you're one two. You don't want to go zero and three. You're just I, I I just strongly believe they're going to force feed Justin Jefferson. Uh, I got two players left for you. Uh, I got Stefan Diggs, <clears throat> sticking with the Minnesota people, right? Yeah. Uh, he is a bill now. If you haven't been paying attention to football the last four years, but he is facing the twenty seventh ranked defense. We know that Diggs is a little bit of a diva. He just is. He, there's wherever he goes, there's drama. And you Always. know what? He can say that he's not, but you know what? It, this is a recurring pattern by now, and I'm not saying that. Like, I don't like Diggs. I love Diggs. He's awesome, and I love players that play with heart. And who outshined him last week? Oh, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. Yeah, the guy. So I guarantee you we're looking at a huge game from Stephon Diggs. I'm going to guess probably 10 catches, 112 yards, and uh, another touchdown. So Diggs, I think it's going to be awesome. And then lastly, uh, this also might be another cop-out, uh, but maybe not because Kelsey's back and Kelsey's about to rule the world again. But Hunter Henry is the number one ranked tight end right now, and Mac Jones doesn't throw it to anybody else apparently. Go with Hunter Henry. He's gotten solid uh, double-digit points every week, and that's talking standard scoring, not even counting PPR. Uh, so Hunter Henry is my fifth and final top fantasy football player for this Sunday. I love that a lot. Uh, the nice thing is I kind of saw this coming. So the nice part about the Eagles playing the Patriots in week one is I saw how good Hunter Henry looked. Uh, so after week one, scooped him up as my tight end two. 
looking now, I have Dallas Goddard and Hunter Henry. Sitting pretty good, and I like it. All right, like Nick said, I went a little bit more obscure, and I did go with some flexi players because I just think it's more fun to do it that way. These are in no particular order, and you'll see why. Number one, I do have Tony Jones Jr. Uh, yes, Kendra Miller might play in this game. I don't think it matters. Tony Jones looked very good last week, uh, filling in. All right, well, we just got the compensation update. Nick, do you want to look up that for Cam Akers? Let's That's do just it. coming in as we speak here. Uh, but, Tony Jones, you're going against the 25th-ranked team. The Miami Dolphins are going to have to run the game. Uh, on the positive side, they have Michael Thomas, who came back and looked good, Juwan Thompson, uh, and they have Chris Olave. So you're going to look at Tony Jones, usable in the passing game as well. think he's going to be effective in your flex this week. Uh, Raheem, the dream, must start. Uh, he's going 23rd right now against the Broncos, 23rd worst you know, rush defense. The Broncos are nothing to laugh at. I mean, they're just they're just not good. But the thing is, they're very strong on the secondary. So I think Raheem is going to be very much usable in this game, and he's been spectacular up until this point. Very much should be in your flex, if not a wide or running back too. Josh Kelly, terrible week. Did go against uh, the Tennessee Titans, who will have quite possibly the best run defense in the league right now. Uh, I think that's going to change. They're going against the Vikings, who I'm not going to compare Josh Kelly to DeAndre Swift. Uh, but if they can get some of that usage, I think Josh Kelly should have a very good game if, and I'm assuming, Austin Eckler is not playing this game. So it's a lot to assume. No way he's playing. Yeah, if he does, obviously Austin Eckler's there. He's going to gash the Vikings. Uh, but I just think given this game, going to be a Josh Kelly game. George Pickens, he had four receptions, 127 yards, and a touchdown. Last week, this week, he's playing the Raiders, who are like the 23rd or 24th ranked passing defense. Uh, George Pickens is going to be that guy. And Kenny Pickett, towards the end of that game, yes, they didn't look great, and the defense did score more than the offense did, but George Pickens was absolutely involved. And that's the kind of guy I want. Again, they're dealing with issues. Calvin Austin's still going to be coming on. George Pickens is that guy. Uh, and then my last one, Nick, your boy. You went Justin Jefferson. You went Jordan Addison. I went Jordan Addison. Been an absolute monster. Two long touchdowns in both of his games. Uh, against the Chargers, this game I would pick the over, and I think the over is like 52. I'm going to guess this game is like a 32-35 absolute shootout between two great offenses and two very much mediocre defenses. This is my game of the week that I'm more excited about than any other game. I agree. I also think it's going to be a shootout for multiple reasons. Um <clears throat> So, by the way, the only thing I can find is that they're swapping late-round picks. There's, they, it still has yet to be posted what specific, unless you saw something specific. I did. I can't, I can't um, open up the tweet Tell me phone. it's all late-round picks. That's okay, though. Don't worry about it. All right. Um, I, I agree. I think that's going to be the highest-scoring game. Uh, the Vikings currently have, like, the, they're number two, I think, in passing yards. And, um, I mean, they've given – I think we've ran the ball – 23 total times yeah, for within like the first two weeks. yards total, something so like that's, that? So we, we're obviously throwing the ball. You know the, the, you know the, the slogan, throw to score, run to win, right? Um, and then the Chargers have kind of been in similar, a similar boat where they're just extremely high-scoring games. They're losing at the last second. So I totally expect this to be both teams scoring into the 30s. Um, it's going to go back and forth. Uh, so 100%. I also like Jordan Addison in this game. Um the end of the day, it's Justin's team, but Jordan's going to get those long plays. Yeah. I think, I mean, especially if I lived in Minnesota, I would probably go to this game personally. Um, I'm going. Oh, I know. I, I didn't get an invitation, but I still feel like even an Eagles fan, I thought it would been a good time. Oh, that's cool. I'm not going to take a petty invitation. Jesus, Nick. 
so rude this guy. It wasn't even my idea. Oh, I Sorry I got I'm just invited. No, I literally just talked myself into it right now. I was like, that'd be a good game to go watch. Yeah, you get to see a lot of cool players like Where are you Justin guys sitting? Herbert. You guys got good seats? No, we're upper deck. That's we're the best. Deck. I'm a nosebleed guy. Yeah. I think I always will be. Those are like the truest fans are the nosebleed fans. Like the ones that like can't afford the good seats, but they're diehard. So they'll go to like three, four games a year. You sit up there with those people. Like I sat up there with Raiders fans. Great people. Very much talks a lot of nonsense. Uh, but I feel like those are the fans that come. They ride. Actually, random question. Did you see the Vikings fan that went to the Eagles game and had that um, sign that said, I'm a nice person. Yeah, Please don't kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. It's, that, it's kind of funny. It's not funny in the sense that. There's a lot of truth to that. Ooh, did you actually see the what happened at the? I was yeah. I thought you were gonna bring it up. In the no, news. I'll say I actually. Let's talk forgot. about that real quick. So yeah. the Miami Dolphin, uh, New England game, right? They're New England Patriots, uh, season ticket holder of 30 years, um, got into some sort of altercation with someone else. This yes. is an older fellow. Yeah, he got sucker punched. He got punched. He went unconscious and never woke up, and he died. So think about that for a second. Think about that when you want to. Uh, chirp the other teams or you want to give someone some you know a little bit of grief think about how serious you're actually taking this child's game yeah that is messed up someone died all because number one you're in their stadium and you're probably being the one that's chirping everyone especially when you're the miami dolphins fan who is the better team like yeah. what is what is wrong with you dude and if that guy doesn't see jail time what kind of a country are we living in? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just so messed up. We like football because we're stressed out with our day-to-day. We're, we're, we are middle-class people, and we have to work for a living. Yeah. We don't get to just, oh, you know, let's just sit and, you know, let's just buy out the suite and, you know, not even worry about it. You know, you spend a lot of money to go to these games. You spend a lot of money on food and drink. You spend money on parking. You spend money, and, and, and it's just... It's unbelievable. Get it together. I'm, Just, I'm I'm upset with the NFL. Oh yeah, it's a fun game. Like it should. It's all you loser fans out there that do things like that. It's 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 a disgrace. Leave it. Leave football fun. Make football fun again. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Like even even when I'm a Vikings fan and I have Packer fans at the game. No, I I don't want them to win. I don't want them to be cheering loud and proud. But I would never. Uh, I, why would you resort to violence, dude? Yeah. The whole idea of liking this essentially essentially modern-day gladiator game is so that we don't have to fight each other. It's on the field. Oh, I, 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 if you can't tell, I'm actually heated about this. Oh, it, I can... it, it's frustrating. I, I can't believe. I can't believe that. It gives America a bad rap. It gives football a bad rap. It gives the Miami Dolphins a bad rap. I'm sure they're stoked to have heard about that. Oh, yeah. Well, on top of that, too, Tyreek earlier in the season was actually, I think actually just earlier before that week, was calling the Patriots fans garbage. So, like, it just completely destroys, like, what happened there. Again, you're still talking about a divisional game, and, like, this has absolutely happened with Eagles fans. I never condone it. Um, But, again, like, you see the, the type of situation that can come out of that. So, go to a game, have some beers, don't, whatever. It's your life. But just be responsible. Like, talk your nonsense to each other. Leave it at that. Words. Sticks and stones. Don't punch each other. Shouldn't be that difficult. All right, let's move on to less doom and gloom. Nick, let's talk about our locks of the week. Cannot right. be in the top ten. Who's your boy? Fantasy football lock of the week. Any player outside the current top ten in their position. Uh, my guy was actually – I was actually surprised that he was outside the top ten because he has had two pretty good games, but I guess none of them was a blow-up game. 
Uh, and it's the same as one of my players, my top players for this Sunday, and that is going to be Stefan Diggs. Now, I should let you guys know in That's my surprising. rankings, this yeah. is standard ranking, you know, not PPR. Uh, and he was actually ranked 15th. So he qualifies, and I already think he's going to have an awesome week. He got kind of out, I don't want to say outplayed, but he got out fantasy performed with Gabe Davis and as much as Steph doesn't want well, as much as Steph wants to say he doesn't care he totally cares about that you know he wants yeah. to be number one um so I I just 100% they're, they're gonna feed him I, my guess is 12 to 15 targets I think I gave him 11 catches for like 112 yards and a touchdown a, something yeah, like that that's a fantastic I totally game. think something like that's gonna happen so Stefan Dix lock him in don't even think twice he's probably gonna win you your fantasy football game this week boom I wish I could do the top 10 because what I would love to do is the Dallas defense is my lock of the week. They're playing the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. They're going to score 50 points. I think they are currently the third overall highest scoring player in the, in fantasy football, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I can't do that, but I do want to go back and say top players of the week. I would add in the Dallas defense and, of course, Tony Pollard. He's just going to run over that because that defense is going to be a blowout. Um, but because of that and the parameters that we set, again, one of my locks of the week in a flexi play, I'm going to bet everything on it. Josh Kelly against the Minnesota Vikings. DeAndre Swift, you're a monster, but if Austin Eckler's not in there, Isaiah Spiller got very little usage. I think Josh Kelly, this is your day, 25 carries, 100 yards. I'm not going to say 175, uh, but I will say 100 yards. I think Kellen Moore is still going to rely on the pass. I think it's going to open up greatly for the run. Josh Kelly will have a career day. I still think the Vikings win, though. Yeah, I think the Vikings win. I'm hesitant because... You know, DeAndre did just shred the Vikings. No other way to put it. But I do think that a lot of that had to come with all those turnovers because, like, by the end of the – he did most of his damage in the second half. Yeah. And the Vikings were just, at least offensive-wise, were just gassed at that point. I mean, I think Philly dominated the time of possession, like – 38 points to 22 or something like that. Well, you and guys also set up that game. You guys essentially dared, like, us to run the ball. You guys essentially rushed four. Dropped everyone back in coverage, and we're like, run. Yeah, but that was after you guys beat us deep on that, like, A.J. Brown touchdown that yeah. came back, and then, yeah, uh, and then they Devontae, didn't Devontae Smith have a deep one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, so a then, 60-yard then they, touchdown. Because, like, at the beginning of the game, oh, God, we had, it was... That's what I'm saying. So it was we, such a good defensive plan, and if those turnovers didn't happen, I think the Vikings would have won. And that's why you I guys I mean, swapped. we gave you guys so much pressure. Hurts looked... Not like last year. Yeah. He was not, and I don't want to say he was bad, but like, gosh, that pressure was in his face, and like, you know, I was like, gosh, we're gonna do it. There's a chance. Not, not the Jalen Hurts we're used to seeing, uh, but yeah, I think Bill Belichick lined it up really well last week and kind of gave teams like how to play us really, really well. Um, the Vikings stayed in that game, so I can totally understand how that game was frustrating. I also was a little bit frustrated in a, like a blow it when at first and then it came back uh, but either way i don't think either of our teams are performing the way we want them to let's hit on this really really quick before we get out of here nick the packers lost to the falcons the packers are not a very good team they lost rise up jared they lost um jared i can already tell you is frustrated um jordan loves actually playing pretty darn well he's playing okay I think he's throwing, what, six touchdowns? He's I've, okay, if you want to look at the stats, sure. But he only rushed. I've literally watched him, and, like, I don't think he's doing bad. He's not doing as bad as I thought he was going to be doing, but, like, he's not doing anything where I'm like, oh, my God, they yeah. found the next franchise guy. He's been pretty mediocre, and that's why they lost, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they have no run game. I mean, they only scored 25 points against Atlanta. Yeah. Rodgers would have lit that up for, like, 40. 
Probably. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta, for what it's worth, Atlanta's defense has played very well. They do have A.J. Terrell. Uh, They actually got Jeff Akuda. A.J. Terrell's a beast. Jeff Akuda is actually playing well. He dropped a pick six. He did. I I know that. So that's another thing. Like, you know, it's like. Should have been a pick six on the Again, board. And I'll it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have came down to that. Yeah, Atlanta should have won that, thirty-two to twenty-five. Probably, Nick. I do have a question for you. So I've been growing out. I mean, I'm trimming my mustache, but I'm just having a mustache until the Eagles lose a game. Do you think that's going to be this week against the Bucks? Uh, <laughs> so no, I don't think it's going to be. But when I was doing my pickums this week, that was the hardest game of the week. I get that. Uh, the Bucks defense is pretty good. And the offense is playing average, but also at the same time, it's not necessarily what the Bucks are doing. It's just that we really haven't seen that dominant performance from Philly yet. You know that is true, and yeah. and, and and that's more what it is. I mean, I've already preached about where I think the Bucks are going to finish this year. Not very good, uh, but the defense is stout. Mike Evans is still Mike Evans. Um, that's a hard one. I, I ultimately still went with Philly, but uh, that was a close one. It's in Philly. Yes. No, it is? Yeah. I thought it was in Tampa. Or no, no, it is in Tampa. Yeah, it's Sorry. in Tampa. It is in Tampa. I'm on Chris Godwin, so when I didn't see the at, I was like, this yeah, is in yeah, yeah, that's on me. Um, I think it's going to be a true test for us. I don't think our secondary, which, number one, we might have James Br- – we probably won't have James Bradbury again. Uh, our secondary has been porous at best. Our linebackers have sucked. Um, I have actual concerns about this game. Mike Evans just went for 175. I agree with you. This is probably one of the most 50-50 games of the week, um, which I don't feel great about. And Baker's looked good. I just, quick Baker Mayfield shout-out, which doesn't come often on the 4th and 3 podcast. What part about him has looked good? Oh, I just think he's fun to watch. I'm yeah, not saying he's I like... I don't think he's fun to watch. I'm not I saying he's, he's an insane, average. super cool quarterback, but he's been giving it all. He's having a good time. I don't mind watching Baker Mayfield this year. Mm-hmm. That's for me. From AJ. I can yeah. end with that. Yeah, well, remember when he came out and was like, oh, we figured out all the Vikings' plays at the second half? I do remember so, that. So uh, Kyle Slaughter came out and said, that's normal. You usually figure out all the calls. Like 90% of the teams figure out all the calls by the second half. Yeah. And then number two, he really, if that's the case, and that's a brag, he put up like six points against knowing all the calls of the Vikings' pretty porous defense. Yeah. And the only reason that they got that touchdown was because, I think it was Josh Metellus, um, on our special teams for the field goal, went off sides and it gave him a fresh oh, set of downs. Yeah, remember, right. so that's it's right. like it's not like it's not like honestly the Vikings defense has been playing pretty darn good to what I was expecting. So I yeah, like, Baker, like I said, I just think Baker's fun to watch, and I especially don't. I've always rooted against him. So kind of on his like comeback tour, I've never really rooted against him. I did. I just guilty. I'm just not trying to like say oh he's some amazing quarterback when he hasn't been an amazing quarterback. That's fair. His best season is like 25 touchdowns. That's Good fair. Um, so, Nick, uh, final score prediction before we get him out of here. I think Eagles 23, Bucks 20. I think Eagles win 33-17. to 17. Ooh, shootout. I like it. Nick, between the Vikings and Chargers, where do you put it? I think the Vikings win 35-30. to 30. I was going to say 37-34. Vikes, we will see how that turns out. And the Packers, I actually don't know who they play. Uh, I don't know, but they're losing. <laughs> yeah, they are. Freaking Packers. Yeah, that was a hard game to pick, too. Um, I think I picked against Green Bay. I don't remember who they're playing, though. Who are they playing? I just did these picks, like, 30 minutes ago. I don't know. Either way. Oh, yeah, no, they're playing the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing the Saints, so they absolutely... I think they're going to lose. Oh, it's that one's going to be tough. Though, think, yeah, that one's really tough. 
Uh, Derek Carr did not look very good last week against the. That's a divisional game. You know yeah. what? Yeah, he. Di- you're right. He didn't look very good last week. Mm. But the previous week, Saints. He I'm looked go pretty Saints. solid. Yeah, I'm going Saints. I'm gonna go Saints. Seventeen. Actually, no. I'm gonna go twenty to seventeen. I think it's a low scoring affair. Uh, I didn't pick the score for that one. But yeah, yeah. I I, no. I think um, I think it's gonna be like twenty six. I'm guessing what is that? Two touchdowns and like four field goals or something like that. Yeah. So you think. Field goal heavy game. 26 to 17. We'll go that. Cool. All right. Very good. That's our picks, our teams, fantasy stuff, whatever else you got. Go birds. Let's get out of here. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week with a brand new podcast uh, previewing week four. Uh, We hope our fantasy locks of the week do you good. Get that dub. And uh, we'll see you next week. This is Nick signing off. AJ Peace. Jared. Adios. On fourth and three. Meow.